one on Sports Radio. 92.9 The Game. Steak Shapiro. Drew Butler. And uh, we got tickets for the Black Crows. Sweet. At the fabulous Fox Theater, April 3rd. Tickets on sale Friday, January 26th at foxtheater.org. Um, check it out. Be our ninth caller now, and you win a pair of tickets for the Black Crows. Here's what I can tell you about the Black Crows. Uh, the Robinson Brothers, you know much about them at all? I love the Black Crows. So their dad was a good friend of uh, Mike Bell's, like a great friend. You hear Mike Really? Mike Bell's had dinner with Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn. Um, what's their daughter's name? Was married to Chris uh, Robinson. Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Um, uh, he spent a lot of time with Stan Robinson. It was a buddy of mine as well. We used to hang out at the um, Palm together. Um, Is the Palm still open right there? Yeah. The bottom of the Western? Yeah, yeah okay. but it's just run by totally different folks. You know, back in the day, that was our clubhouse. Back, um, you know, when we had the radio station across the street, we were at the Palm all the time. And Stan Robinson was there. Um, and she was on last night. I don't know why I was watching late night television Yeah, last Kate night. Hudson was on last night. She was with her brother. and They have a podcast. She is high maintenance. And let me just tell you, Black Crow's music is incredible. No two brothers hated each other worse than those two, like in history. You know, Chris Robinson completely just— Not even the Oasis guys? Well, Weren't they notoriously the Gallagher brothers? They figured out they needed to get back on tour and start making some money, so they're doing that with the Black Crows. But um, let's just say that Mike Bell didn't get a lot of attention from Kate Hudson when they had that dinner together. He'll tell you the story. <laughs> like, Chris Robinson and Kate Hudson were not impressed that Mike Bell— I think they were in Vegas. Now, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell are supposed to be super nice. Um, but those two, they're a piece of work. She's she's a lot. How Kate to Hudson. Lose a Guy in Ten Days is a great movie. Yeah, no, she she had a my wife's favorite movie of all time is Almost Famous. Yeah, right. That's a great movie. Cameron Crowe's one of the great soundtracks in movie history for sure. I saw me speaking of soundtracks, Mean Girls is crushing it. The remake of the original movie, but it's the musical version. Oh, we, I saw it last year or two years ago at the Fox. Jackie and I went. It was yeah. awesome. The awesome. Broadway? It was great. I saw it on Broadway a couple of years ago. Now the movie is out, and if you want someone oh, to take your a, daughter. Oh, okay. So this is the Mean Girls remake. Tina Fey's in it. Remember, she's the original director. Yes. She created the first Mean she's Girls. She's the teacher in Mean Girls. Yes, and it's a musical version. Interesting. And, and it's crushing it. If you have daughters, I just made a plan with my daughter, Nola, last night. We're going to go see Mean Girls. That's what's hot at the box office. So just a few random thoughts as we play the Black Crows coming back in. This is Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, the radio station that is just um, having an unbelievable fall and winter thanks to an incredible lineup, including the morning shift, Andy and Randy, obviously Dukes and Bell and uh, Chuckery at night, and then home of the Hawks, home of the Falcons, home of Atlanta United, and uh, home of the NFL. We get the, uh, we get the Super Bowl. We get the playoff games. You flip on your radio. I love the NFL on yeah, radio. Yeah, Westwood one's awesome. Kevin Harlan and the, the voice, Brian Eagle. And- the voice of Kevin Harlan, if you have a long drive to make on a weekend, you can do a lot worse than being in your car for three and a half hours when an NFL game is going on. Um, Kevin Harlan and Sean McDonough shared a room at a house when they were in college for an internship one summer. Were they— both uh, both grew up in the New York area, okay. Boston area. Great stories. McDonough yeah. goes to Syracuse. Yeah. I grew up knowing your friend Sean McDonough quite well, who did a phenomenal job on the college football playoffs, among other things. Kevin Harlan pretty much recognizes the best voice in sports. I will say this. Can you find that, Garrett, the line by Jim Nance and Tony Romo doing the Bills-Chiefs game? Because I want to tell you what silky smooth sounds like. When he said wide right, the two most dreaded words in Buffalo. Yes. Oof. 
two Oof. most the, the whole exchange between Romo and Nance in that moment is what professional journalism journalism is all about. But they did a, they did a phenomenal job. I mean, listen, I, I don't overanalyze how much Tony Romo's talking. Um, I think all the lead teams are great teams. I think um, obviously Aikman and uh, Joe, Buck. Joe Buck. They've saved Monday Night Football in a big way. And thanks to the Manny cast, but yes, I think yes. they do a great job. So, and I really like Burkhart and Greg Olson, and Greg Olson's getting pushed out for Brady next year, which yeah. is just fascinating. Well, he he's he's the free agent that has the whole world ahead of him. I don't know when his contract is up; he'll have any job he wants around football or ESPN or whatever. Nobody knew that he had the personality that he has. Talk about a guy that shot up the ranks about as quickly as it gets. Right uh, here's the call for another seminal moment in Buffalo sports history. He has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. I was shocked he did not play that ball more to the left. If you watch the replay, the flags on top of the uprights are nearly stiff pointing to the right side of the screen. That would tell you the wind's blowing 20, maybe 25 miles an hour. He started that ball out right center, and, man, it just sailed right. It got up in the wind. I've played in Buffalo. It's a very windy stadium, especially when the ball elevates up near the top of the goalposts. He should have played it less center. I mean, obviously, I can say that now with hindsight 2020, but he didn't, and that wind just sailed it way right. It's not like he hit a bad kick. Right. I'm just telling you right now, it was it's a clean. pure kick, clean, clean right? great snap, great hold. I, I he just, just misplayed it. I just love it, and probably boring folks in their car, um, but obviously been around broadcasting as long and obsessed with it. Play that one more time if you have it. Um, the way that Romo is the one who makes the call, which is really like a play-by-play call, right? It has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us. Well, he jinxed him here, line, Tyler. He back. will. 44 yards, Bass. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. So Romo is the again. one that goes and calls it wide right. No, I think that's Nance. That's no. Nance. That's definitely They're Nance. Bo- wide right. The two most dreaded oh, words. Oh, so Norma in doesn't Buffalo. say anything. Okay. It was tremendous. Now I, I do want to say this though. He misses the kick, even if he makes the kick. The Chiefs have two timeouts. I, I couldn't and- agree with you more. Mahomes dude, is dude, going down the listen, field. Listen, Stephon Diggs drops that pass. Stephon Diggs, this is what's so unbelievable. For a guy that's a complete prima donna, for a guy that caused offseason issues with his quarterback, for a guy that is, you know, clamoring that he needs the football, that drop and that game he had overall, I think he had eight targets, three catches, was no factor down the stretch at all for the Bills. That cost him the pressure that Kansas City brought on those final three on the three downs before the kick that Josh Allen had guys open and couldn't get get it, get him the football in the end zone if best case scenario unlike the Scott Norwood kick which would have won him a Super Bowl that's right at best case scenario you're handing Pat Mahomes the football the Buffalo defense was gutted all day by the running game of the Chiefs they had guys out in the linebacker position as well if you don't think odds are that Pat Mahomes, I promise you, in Vegas, it was more than even money that the Chiefs scored down the stretch anyway. They needed to punch it in the end zone. Dude, Patrick Mahomes is playing in his sixth consecutive AFC championship game. He is 28 years old. It's it's absolutely insane he, he, what he, we're witnessing. He's playing his 17th playoff game 
He's lost three. He's playing his 17th. So you know what you're doing when you're playing in the playoffs? Playing a really good friggin' team. And God bless Buffalo having to put up with Brady and Belichick and the Pats for all these years, and then they phase out, and in comes Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Four straight years, Buffalo can't answer the bell. They don't even get to the AFC Championship game, uh, I don't believe. So you can have these great shootouts like two years ago with Mahomes and another one. you got to win one of them. The numbers on the NFL. The number on the Packers 49ers was close to 41 million at one point in the fourth quarter. The viewership peaked with 40.9 million viewers between 11 p.m. and 11.15 p.m. Eastern Time, making it the most watched Saturday NFL divisional game on record. All right, I want to go around the room, open mic, and say, why is the NFL so much more popular than every other sport in the world, at least when it comes to our country? What do do we love the most about it? Daddy, what do you love most about the NFL? Man, it's just the action, that that gladiator that's the closest thing to gladiator action we can see, you know? Uh, Gary, what do you love most about the NFL? Why? It's, a, it's appointment television. It's it's something that you know it's it's consistent. It's the same thing every single week, and it always delivers. I would say the NFL, 90-plus percent of the time, comes down to the last play. And in comparison to college football, think about Georgia, Ohio State, and the Peach Bowl last year that came down to that final kick that was missed. That's one of the all-time great games ever. That's every week in the NFL. Right. It's incredible action. Final possession. I don't know about final, but you're right. Final, final possession. Pos- uh, I would say star power. They know how to tell stories. You know, as a guy that lives in the world of storytelling, video content and all that, like they know uh, what's the biggest problem with baseball? Zero storytelling. Like zero. Like Ron and Acuna's storytelling is virtually non-existent. Mike Trout. Um, Aussie out and like when you talk Aaron about Judge. how I mean, much like, do we know about? Let me start. Jared Goff's story, Matthew Stafford's story, Lamar Jackson's story. How much do you know about Christian McCaffrey's story? How much do you know about you know uh, Aiden Hutchinson's? Story? Like the league is filled with star power and personalities where they create this soap opera of of like any and that's where female viewers. Love it. Yes. Because you give them a background to follow. You see these guys. Like the NHL, you're wearing the uh, helmet. Baseball, you have never developed a star power around it. The NBA is the closest thing, but the stories aren't as compelling as the NFL. Yeah, they galvanize cities and really states to be invested in these teams and in these players. I mentioned the 41 million nearly viewers between 11 and 11.15. Get this, stake. With an astounding 37.5 million people tuning into the showdown between the Packers and the Niners, the Fox telecast on Saturday night was the most-watched Saturday telecast since the 94 Winter Olympics starring Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. It doesn't matter if Peacock screws you with streaming. It doesn't matter if the rule changes bother you or the referees. It doesn't matter what scandal. The NFL is the behemoth. And if, if I got such a kick out of, of old dudes losing their mind over the Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, who cares? They, it's a one-second cutaway. Day-Day's getting all annoyed yesterday. Like, they're getting irate. Yeah. I, I wasn't irate. It's just annoying. That's all. What? But I did see some females on Facebook yesterday, ironically, after the show, saying that they were kind of tired of it, too. I, I, I think it's all you're doing is showing somebody sweet for a second. I mean, literally, it's a second. And I know there's a director there going, go back to it. Go back to it. Like, um, If they make the Super Bowl in Vegas, I mean, all bets are off, dude. It's going to be the Taylor Swift, Jason Kelsey, 
Travis Kelsey bonanza. It will be. I don't <laughs> care if you're Kelsey'd out. They're coming. Yeah, they're coming is right. My my 12-year-old and my sister-in-law, we were out of town in Miami, so she was at the house taking care of my little guy. He's like, yeah, uh, KK, that's what he calls her aunt. We listened to the, We watched. They got on YouTube and watched the Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey podcast. They watched it on YouTube. It's massive. The number one sports podcast in the country. And he's like. They're unstoppable. He's like, Daddy, I got to tell you, I found it very, very interesting. I was like, okay. Well, guess what? So does, you know, my my 40-something-year-old, uh, uh, what is she? She's my sister-in-law, right? Like, just think, he crosses every friggin' demographic. Somebody that's like, yeah, my daughter starts to watch all the Chiefs games because she likes to see Taylor. Yeah, you think the NFL needed a few more million people? It's it's the gift that keeps giving. It goes back to storytelling. I mean, Jason Kelsey's on his podcast crying because he's like, this is the end of my NFL career. He's like, I'm not going to announce it yet because I'm so emotional, but he gets choked up. Yeah, you know what's really good for a really successful podcast? If one of the hosts is dating the most famous person on earth. Yeah. That helps, too. Hey, how's your dating life these days? And the way it played out. Hey, I went to the Taylor show. I tried to give her my bracelet. Yeah. The whole thing plays out. He knew what out. he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Uh, it, it, it transcends meals and houses and families and neighborhoods. The NFL is like a gift that we get for 21 weeks a year. They give you on Sundays. Enjoy, all get together, get around a television. It really is special. I mean, I had the opportunity to play in the NFC Championship game in 2015. The Cardinals went to Carolina. Carolina was the number one seed. What was the crowd like? Was that actually a good Carolina crowd? Oh, yeah. I mean, Cam Newton was the MVP, Thomas Davis. It's wild sitting in that locker room because we had to get held back. Steven Guskowski missed an extra point for the Pats. The Broncos are going to the Super Bowl, Peyton Manning. And you're sitting in there about to run out, and you got guys like Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald who have everything in the world except a Super Bowl ring. Right. And they're like, this is our time. Let's go do it. What's that locker room feel like before you take the field? Oh, you fired up. It was awesome. Wow. And then we got smoked. That's, that's a cool story. Hey, when we come back, Matt LaFleur, not happy. Uh, Ryan Clark, a couple of great cuts. Uh, also, uh, the biggest story in music is coming back, and it's not Taylor Swift. We'll get into that. And I'll ask you the question. If you're in your car, give us give us a minute. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Why and what do you love most about the NFL? Why? Why is it so ahead of everybody else? 404-726-0929. What's your reason behind it? It's the uh, Steakhouse, 92.9 a game. We're talking about our idiot kicker. Yo, 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Steak and Drew Butler. Thanks so much for being with us. Coming up on Belly Up to the Bar. I mean, we agree on a lot of things. I think Drew and I look at the world very similarly. We all have very similar tastes with comedy and TV and pop culture and entertainment. Um, There was a performance on Saturday Night Live this weekend that was as good as any cast member has had in forever. We're going to play that for you in four or five minutes. Everybody in their car is going to know the skit that they're parroting or the moment they're parroting a podcast. 
everybody in their car, especially in Atlanta, will know exactly what they're working with. Um, we're going to play it for you coming up. But Drew and I agree. That was that was a signature moment on SNL uh, in terms of what, you know, a cast member stepping up. You agree? Yes, absolutely. And I think you and I could probably both agree that a lot of SNL's best moments of late have nothing to do with politics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean Horrendous. Obviously- oh, they did Trump to open their new season in 20, 2024. Awful. Yeah. Just I mean, an awful first four minutes. Like we're done show. with that. Let's just who cares? Yeah, yeah, let's let's try to not have to go to the and Alec Baldwin got booted, so there's some new guy doing Trump and he's okay. I don't think he's that good. There's a, there's a lot of guys that do better just sitting there like in a studio and just riffing. I'd argue the late night guys sometimes do better Trumps, but whatever. I don't want to see any Trumps. Like be funnier. Yeah. Go you know, do come up with something else. And they came up with something Oh, this was unbelievable. Anyway, we'll play that for you. Uh coming up. Um, lots to get to, obviously, uh, over the course of the next few weeks when it comes to the coaching searches, what's happening around the NFL. Let me ask a question. Why do you think that Bill Belichick has only interviewed with one football team right now? And do you think, and maybe I was jumping the gun or being too, you know, um, dismissive at the notion that a lot of these NFL teams don't want Bill Belichick in their building. Age, power, control, ego, all those factors, drafting history. My thought was that just about every job opening would at least love to have a conversation with Bill Belichick, who has coached in 11 Super Bowls, coached on the sideline, nine as head coach, two as an assistant, um, certainly is a a amount of knowledge, a depth of knowledge unprecedented in NFL history, but – why is he only interviewing with one team? I think it has a lot to do with the overtures that Arthur Blank is sending his way. I mean, it certainly seems like Arthur Blank sees his franchise at a crossing road to say, are we going to bring in the greatest coach in NFL history? Because that, that's what Bill Belichick is. And let him come in here and do things his way because he will fix what's wrong within our building. However that looks. I think you said it yesterday. People who are working in Flowery Branch, they probably don't want Bill Belichick to come be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, because things are going to change. Yeah, for better or for worse, they a, are going to change yeah, they, they're if Bill a, Belichick's your new head coach. There is a level of um, seriousness and urgency that will exist minute one. Listen to the guys that are even his biggest fans. And Edelman's who's crushing it out there doing podcasts these days, has talked a ton about Belichick. I worked out for the Gronk. Patriots in 2014. That facility is at the bottom of Foxborough. I mean, you walk into a bunker. There are no windows. It's like walking into prison, dude. It's crazy how things That's were operating. That's I never yeah. knew. And, and, Joe and, Judge was the special teams coordinator at the time. Uh, Joe's coach was my special teams coach when I was with the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I got to work out with Did you Pat. even see Belichick at all? Yeah, because I was. it was during minicamp. So just understand that guys will be like, it was miserable. Um, there's no joy. Um, it's not the screwing around and fun that other NFL uh, buildings can be like that Bill just, you know, and then Bill gets on his, uh, he had, they had a great story yesterday with Randy Moss, Edelman, Brady, and Jim Gray, where Edelman was like, he, he walked in the building. He showed us Tiger Woods for an hour. Have you heard the story? He, he, uh, he said, this is what greatness looks like. Look at what this guy does. You know what Tiger Wood doesn't do? He doesn't go to Vegas in the offseason yeah. and screw around. He doesn't uh, – he commits to his craft. He's all in. And 
And then uh, <laughs> missed the cut or something. No, no, no. Oh, then, then the Tiger Woods that's right. That's scandal right. breaks, <laughs> and Randy Moss is at practice. He goes, "Hey, Bill, hey, Bill, how about that uh, Tiger Woods, man?" <laughs> and Edelman's like, "We started laughing our ass off because only oh Randy my Moss, God, I know, only Randy Moss could talk smack to Bill Belichick." But but the point being, that's so there, there's going to be a level of seriousness. Listen, he's only going to work for certain owners. Also, he's totally scarred by the Art Modell situation, where he was told by folks, "Don't go to Cleveland and work for Art Modell." What happens in 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 the middle of the season? He basically moves the team to Baltimore, and it's a friggin' disaster, right? Yeah, Adam Schefter had a tweet a couple weeks ago, and he said Arthur Blank has taken some big swings at high-profile head coaches in the past. He once pursued Joe Gibbs, didn't land it. He once pursued Bill Parcells, didn't land it. Now he has the opportunity to go get Bill Belichick. He sat in a private plane with Bill Parcells when I was doing Sports Talk Radio, I don't know, 15 years ago. Bill Parcells said, I'm ready to make a move and come here. And he he snubs him to go to Dallas, I believe, when they thought they had a handshake deal. Um, he has been wanting this kind of a moment for a long time. But Mike Lombardi, who worked for Bill Belichick, a longtime executive in the NFL, who now does great work on podcasts and on sports betting networks, as soon as the Falcons fired Arthur Smith, and did not have Terry Fontenot at the press conference with Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, Mike Lombardi went on his podcast and said, Terry Fontenot not being next to Arthur Blank and Rich McKay tells me one thing. Arthur Blank is going big game hunting. Right. And if something happens in New England, he's going to call Bill Belichick and say, I'm coming. Listen, there have been four or five people that were on Belichick. We live in the city. I know that organization in New England. And I haven't been on it nearly as quick as these other guys that have been on it from literally the first second. That's where Bill Belichick's going to end up. Yeah, come on, dude. But what Lombardi said was, if Belichick goes to Atlanta, things are happening his way. Yeah, well, he's not coming at seventy-two years old and saying, "Hey, I'll give you a couple of concessions." He's going to go. <laughs> We're not, doing it I don't the know. Patriot way. Is there any humility left? No. Why in, would in he Bill? have any? Well, because because he's been bad for four years. He's been really bad, and he's picked some terrible players, and he's put him in a bad spot. Let's do this uh, belly up. What's everyone talking about? Yo, yo, what's the deal? We've got you covered. As Matt. we belly up. On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, we're moving fast. Got two minutes here, Drew. Uh, tell me about uh, what was going on Matt LaFleur game. Yeah, Matt LaFleur, well, during the game, Tom Rinaldi, the sideline reporter for Fox, said, hey, I talked to Matt LaFleur in our production meeting. I asked him, what are your thoughts when Anders Carlson, your kicker, goes out to try a field goal? And Rinaldi says... That Lafleur told him, "quote When he goes out there, I just pray." That was extremely disappointing. Uh, that that's how that message got uh, portrayed. Um, you know, I've been doing this for been a part of production meetings for ever since I became coordinator. And I've never had an experience like that. But yeah, obviously, I think Matt Lafleur may have said that in jest if he said it yeah, at I'm all. Praying. But my kicker's out. I'm praying. You don't repeat it, Tom Rinaldi. That's a bad look. And then Anders Carlson misses a kick that comes back to bite the Packers late. Yeah, uh, Ryan Clark on get first up, take, first get take, up, whatever. whatever it is. He's talking about because Brock. he was playing extremely well and operating in that offense and distributing the ball to Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Lamar Jacksons. We had to continue to include him in conversations with the Josh Allen. His point is, I never liked having to do that, and he thinks that's the weak link. He said the players around Brock Purdy elevate Brock Purdy's status. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson elevate the status of the players around them. To that I say, 
okay. Brock Purdy's won a ton of football games. I know. He's I, extremely I, I efficient. I kind of like what he said, though. I watched the Chiefs last two years with no Tyreek Hill and this ragtag you know, group for most of the I, year. I'm not sitting here saying Brock Purdy's as talented as Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anybody's saying yeah. that. What I'm saying is that Brock Purdy is in the perfect system, and if guys around him don't get hurt, the Niners are going to have a real chance to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Debo Samuel, though, banged up. 50% chance he may not go. It was the podcast that blew up the internet. Shannon Sharp sat down with Cat Williams in Atlanta. He's not a native, but he makes his home in Atlanta. 50 million people heard Cat Williams blow up everybody in his midst. Kevin Hart, uh, Steve Harvey, one after another. Where SNL decides they're going to do a bit on that interview, right? Yes. And Devin Walker plays Shannon Sharp and the young African-American lady. Ego Wodum. Ego Wodum plays Cat Williams and she... Killed it. <laughs> so funny. Hollywood created Kevin Hart. Everybody knows that Kevin was made in the same factory where they make Teddy Graham. That can't be true. Then why the hell he smelled like cinnamon? <laughs> I am 5'3". I have never told a lie. And I am 6'3". <laughs> it's incredible. Dude, she did a Cat Williams... That was sick. Yeah. It, the, the one where uh, she was like, uh, I can say, what was it, Drew? Every, I can say every word, every letter in the alphabet, something in, in one, one word. 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 <laughs> it's just... I'm in amazing shape. I'm handsome, athletic, and I can hold my breath for 27 years. Matter of fact, I'll race you right now. Now, how you gonna do that, cat? Come on, let's race right now. See? I just beat you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Absolutely incredible. That original podcast, though, has over 53 million what, views what on YouTube you know, the podcast? in two weeks, and it, it has viral. nearly 200,000 comments on the YouTube video. Unbelievable. But she, I don't know if someone said, can anyone do Cat Williams, or she came in for the Monday writing session or, or and said, I can do a great Cat Williams, but crushed it. They probably said, we have to do something around do something. this podcast. Yeah, who and, can do and, it? The, and those two absolutely... Oh my God! The, the Shannon Sharp job by <laughs> Devin uh, Walker. They, I mean, that was a highlight. By the way, Justin Timberlake, maybe one of the greatest top three hosts ever. He's not hosting this week. He's the musical guest. Uh, Dakota Johnson's hosting. So with JT in the building, you'd have to think Jimmy Fallon oh, yeah, will be all doing. over. Yeah, Timberlake will do a couple episode. of skits as well. For no sure. question. All right, that's our belly up. We'll play some three strikes. Talk more about these. What? Listen, Falcon coaching search and what the hell are the Hawks doing at the trade deadline? We'll do that when we come back. Sports Radio 929 again. Steve Harvey cannot breathe. Sports Radio 929 the game. Did you know you can listen to the game on any smart enabled device you own? Just ask your smart device to play 92.9 the game. Wow, look at that. That's freaking awesome. Powered by Delta. Powered by Now back to more of the steakhouse. On Sports Radio 929 the game. Ten forty four Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. Steak and Drew Butler. We, we're supposed to be locked in for Mondays, right? Is that still happening or what? I mean, I know Sandy's been messing with you, but I just do what I'm told, man. I'm a I'm a team player here. Uh, you had a big weekend. Uh, by the way, thanks so much for being with us. We'll get to the game of the night. Three strikes coming up 
You had a big weekend away from the kids. If you don't know, Drew Butler's got three little girls, right? Beautiful how, girls. How old? Five, three, and one. Yeah, that's little. That's like your wife is like she's in battle. She she is full armor, right? Yeah. Like she's a rock star. Um uh, when uh when how many boys weekends do you get a year? How many boy do you get like four or five weekends a year? I don't you know. I mean, just, it, it depends what constitutes as a boys weekend. Uh well, you do have charity tournaments you're asked to yes. play in a lot. So yes. those don't count. So she I don't know. I don't that. know. You have to ask her. I need to get her on the That's show. That's above at some my point. pay grade. Does she listen to the show? She does. She does. So I need to get her on and figure out what's considered a meet my college buddies for three days and what's considered I'm Drew Butler. I'm a scratch call for my dad's Kevin Butler. I played in the NFL. He played in the NFL. We're helping these folks out by going to a charity golf tournament. Right. It might be in Arizona and it might last three days, but that is not a boys <laughs> No, no, but it's not a boys weekend. So yeah. so Jackie, I'm sorry. That is just Drew has to, you got to be out there with the people. That's business. Uh, it's also business development. That is. We're doing our, uh reason I'm not here, our company, I'm running this in town. Uh, we do our, what do we call it? Our company getaway, yeah, corporate like getaway. Off-site. Bring in speakers. I'm doing this whole thing. So when I leave cool. here for the next 24 hours. So Where are you um, going? Is it in town here? It's, it's in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I didn't know yes. if you were getting on a plane or not. I don't need the specifics. Getting, listen, I don't just don't ask me too many questions about my Understood. first life. Right? I'm bringing in speakers. We're doing these like uh, personality tests. We're breaking off in groups. There's all kinds of. Is stuff. it true? Cat Williams is coming. <laughs> um, listen, any Cat Williams day is a good day, right? Indeed. Fifty-three million. What's our big game of the night? It's brought to you by John Foy and Associates. I don't know. The Hawks play tomorrow night. Georgia plays tomorrow night. All kinds of trade rumors that the Hawks are ready to dump DeJounte Murray, uh, Sadiq Bay. Like, th- th- there's not a player other than Trey Young and Jalen Johnson that is not in the conversation of being on the block. And that's what happens when you're, I think, seven games under 500 and certainly grossly underachieving for what expectations were. For this year. So. Yeah, I would say if you're looking for something on TV tonight, just keep it locked in on TNT. I mean, NBA on TNT, we say it all the time. It's the best sports studio show going right now. I will also say this, though, because we talked about first take, get up, Ryan Clark, just the takeism of today. Every morning I watch Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. I think that's one of the best sports shows on television right now. Just great content around the NFL. They're not looking to just say crazy stuff at 7 And And much like the NBA on TNT, best sports show of all time pre and post game. Just like uh, NFL and Fox, really, in there. Yes. They don't take themselves seriously. Yeah, Kyle Brandt, Peter so Schrager, fun, I think McCourty's great. They're all entertaining. Yeah. They're fun. They'll, you know, they'll do whatever it takes to be a fun light. Like, this is sports. It's like Pat McAfee with your friggin' You know, Dude, Jimmy I, I, Jimmy Kimmel, Jeffrey Epstein vaccine, awful. Jimmy Kimmel with your nonstop Trump and your nonstop uh, uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, like, watch NFL. Watch that show you're talking about. It's Good morning, football. Trying to make you laugh and be entertained and informed, right? Phenomenal. Entertaining. Uh, here's what's entertaining. Three strikes. Um, these These videos have gone viral. These burger videos I'm doing online. At Steak Shapiro, give me a burger place that I need to go sample. 
Give me a burger place that I probably need to go sample. You've still not been to Good Word Brewing in downtown Duluth. No. The Good Word Burger at Good Word Brewing in downtown Duluth. Is my, it's my favorite outside the perimeter. Last stand-up comedian you saw live. The last person that you saw live is a stand-up comic. And who's going to Disney World? In other words, MVP of the Super Bowl. Who is going to Disney World? 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Burger place that I need to sample. The last stand-up comedian you saw live. And who is going to Disney World? Uh, who is the last stand-up that you saw live? Do you remember? Yes, I do remember. Um, oh, man, we used to go a lot. I've I seen saw Chris D'Elia. He was great. Gerard Carmichael. He was great. I saw Brian Callen. Where did you see all these guys? Arizona. There's a great stand-up uh, club in Arizona. We I just saw – I didn't just see. I saw Sebastian Maniscalco oh, man. at the Fox Theater. I saw him live. I want to see Mark Norman. Mark Norman's coming at the end of February. Okay, and I need Mark to know Norman more about him. is. I almost hilarious. saw Nate, was it Barzgatti or yeah. whatever is it? Bargazzi. Where he played, uh, these guys are playing like State Farm Arenas and stuff, like for real. All right, we got some calls. Ready to rock and roll? Let's make it happen. So, what's your take? I'm very upset. It's time for you to sound off with three strikes. Bring it the f on! On the Steakhouse. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. All right, uh, Joe, give me a burger place I need to sample for these videos I'm doing. Burger place I need to sample. Joe, are you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Burger place. Okay. Yep. The Vortex. Uh, by the way, just sold after 30 years. Brand new owners. The same owners as Taco Mac just bought the Vortex. Oh, Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, last stand-up comedian you saw live? Larry the Cable Guy. Who's going to Disney World? Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Deep That'd cut. A hell of a story, that would, dude. man. Detroit in Las Vegas would be quite the scene. Dude, the the Super Bowl in Vegas is so stupid. It's going like to be incredible. It's going to be how bad do you want to go? Very bad. Jackie, he's got business in Vegas. I know he does. <laughs> JT in Roswell, what's a burger place I need to sample? The Philly uh, State Spot in Hiram. Last stand-up comedian you saw live? Mike Epps. Who's going to Disney World? Lamar Jackson. Feels like Lamar is a man on a mission, man. Have you seen the, the, the conspiracy theory around the tweet, Johnny? Have you seen that? You guys are familiar with no. the Johnny tweet? So there was some meme that was out on the internet, and it was a very hard riddle to crack. And since Lamar Jackson tweeted out Johnny, which was the answer to the riddle, he has just gone on an absolute tear. <laughs> That's funny. Statistically. Mark Roswell, your uh, burger place that I need to sample. Uh, the burger place is the name of the restaurant. is the one at uh, Piedmont Park, but it's called the Shack Chili's Burger. Last stand-up comedian you saw live? Kim Whitley. And the who's going to Disney World? Lamar Jackson. Let me uh, throw this. We got one more call. All right. Uh, who do we got? Darren, uh, give me the burger place I need to sample. Ted's Montana Grill Bison Burger. Very big yeah. fan of Ted's. Yeah. Very consistent. Very big fan. Uh, last stand-up comedian you saw live? Jeff Dunham. Who's going to Disney World? 
Jared Goff. Do you know who Disney World would like to go to Disney World? Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Do you know who he'd like to be right next to him? <laughs> if Taylor it's close, Swift. Let me tell you something. If it's close, um, like between Mahomes, if he gets there, that would Travis be incredible. Kelsey, that Disney World gets the free publicity would be worth uh, twenty million dollars. M- way million. more than that. Of her in a, yes, her next to him, way more than doing that. the parade at Disney World. The two are of you them. kidding me? You know, it's not always the MVP. By the way, Disney sometimes can pick. Because I think uh, uh, well, Edelman went one year when he was MVP. That was here, but there are other times they bring somebody else along, like Mahomes could bring. Just Kelsey. get ready. Get ready. You want to talk about conspiracy theory, right? The NFL gets. Into the Super Bowl wins the MVP. I think I think if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, they might put it behind a paywall. That that would be your conspiracy <laughs> theory right there. Put it on Peacock. We'll say hi to Andy and Randy coming up. Three things are true about me. 